0: Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. James Corbett here CorbettReport.com. Story time. So, it was about a decade ago, probably 2011-ish, on New Year's Day specifically, when I opened up my Skype in order to Skype home to Canada to give a happy New Year to my family back home in Canada. And I had a few different direct messages from a few different people, people who didn't necessarily know each other, but they were all messaging me to say, happy birthday, James, (laughs) which was very confusing because my birthday is not New Year's Day. (laughs) So why are multiple different people wishing me a happy birthday? It did take me several minutes of thinking about it before I realized, oh yeah, I think back when I first set up my Skype account, which would have been years prior at that point, I think it probably did ask me for my birth date. And I... Probably, I assume at the time, it was just to make sure you're over 18 or something like that. But anyway, I, of course, did what everyone does, right? January 1st, 1907. Of course. (laughs) When were you born? I was born January 1st, 1907. Of course I didn't put in my actual birth date. No one really puts in their real birth date in something like that, do they? Do they? Well... Uh, evidently, the people on the other end of that uh, those Skype conversations seemed to believe that that was indeed my birthday, and I guess Skype had been toying with some sort of feature where they were going to send your friends some kind of reminder about your birthday? I don't know. I never got it before. and never got it again, so I don't know why it happened, but just that particular year, I got some happy birthday messages on New Year's Day. And that was an interesting moment, but also a moment that did give me a little bit of satisfaction to know that salting your data certainly does pay off sometimes in in weird ways. Yes, salting your data, a very simple practice, but one that I, I, again, it boggles my mind that anyone would give their actual real data about themselves online into some Program or some sign up for this kind of thing, unless you are legally obligated, unless you are signing some sort of legal document in which you will be sued or put in jail for perjury or something, why on earth would you give your real data in that instance? Of course, I was born January 1st, 1907. I'm 114 years younger, young, (laughs) and haven't died of COVID yet. Right? Of course, we're all doing this, right? Well, if not, I suggest that it might be a good idea for you to start. Do not give out your real personal data online, in places where you don't need to do so, or if you do, at least do it consciously and with purpose and for reason. Don't do it willy-nilly, because not only, of course, is this data a treasure trove for all sorts of criminals, conmen, shysters, people who can hack into databases and what have you and pilfer out details, but of course, also the real criminals in positions of real power, the, the big techers, the government... Toadies, all of these people, of course, are very hungry for your data. Why would you willingly feed it to them? And that is, of course, particularly important in this age as we plunge into the COVID 1984 biosecurity nightmare uh, police state, then, uh, where of, uh, more and more just wrong think of various sorts is getting people. Put on lists. Are you an extremist? Perhaps you are a domestic terrorist. You have some wrong think there. We have to be very careful about where we are putting our data, and and uh, in, in what in what context, and in and how we are doing so. A point that I made uh, in a recent talk that I had with uh, with Ernest Hancock on the Declare Your Independence radio program, where I talk to him every Thursday, and we had a talk recently about this very subject. And when it comes to these sorts of online Data treasure troves that are out there, waiting for some government alphabet soup-like agency to come along and snarf all that data up.
1: There's, a, I had um, a patron, uh, big supporter, really pressuring me to join uh, Patriot something. There's, it was Ammon Bundy's group, and Ammon Bundy mm, right. has a you know kind of a freedom cell thing. But when you go through it, it's kind of I remember this from ninety around in there when the militia of montana and the, you know mom yeah. uh, the, the michigan militia and all these guys yeah they sent yeah. out <coughs> to everyone that was you know we had second amendments for everyone so Woo-hoo, man you're a militia you know we're like no we're just don't want to be restricted on gun carry but um we got a floppy disk you know the little hard floppy disk and you put it yeah. in and it was a program list all the people. All their cars, all their guns, all their ammunition, all their, you know, armored personnel carriers, all their, and put this in here and then send it to central command. And we'll know what, I'm like, are you stupid? I, I, this is, so I'm seeing that same kind wow. of thing. They go, mm, what is mm. your asset? What can you bring to the table? How are you yeah. going to, yeah. whoa, time out. So freedom cells, yeah, yeah. as you do freedom cells, it's kind of a little bit the same thing, but you know, mm. what are your skills? What are you going to do? I'm going yeah. I don't need that. So when anybody calls me after we've done our solution, say, yeah. well, what group do yeah. I do? How am I going? Well, I suggest yeah. it themselves, but it's the same yeah. thing. You're just getting yeah. all of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. You absolutely do have to be careful about what, what you reveal and what you don't and to whom and in what circumstances and where is this information going? You should always, 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 always be careful about that. That's a good point. That's why, yeah, I keep saying freedom cells because that's the concept, but I, I'm not necessarily promoting everyone should go to this website and put their information and geographical location in this website because regardless of the intentions of the people creating it, it, that's the kind of data, treasure mine that obviously the big techers and the NSAers and everyone else know how to exploit and are very hungry to exploit. So yeah, centralizing that kind of information.
1: Meetups was the same kind of fun. Meetups worked really well until it did. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. To me, it's about finding those people and then you have nothing whatsoever to do with any sort of central... Or, or, you you know, once you've got your group and you know the people and you can interact with them without having to go through some website or something, then maybe you can find other pods or whatever, other groups of people that way. But, yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. Always, always, always. Okay. And uh, this is why I always recommend salting your data. Never give your 100% accurate data about yourself into any sort of online anything.
1: And subscribe always to Ferret Magazine.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You've told that story, (laughs) I remember. I
1: mean, yeah, I go, Ferret Magazine and Lego World or something. I mean, just to throw them
0: off. (laughs) Well, actually, my my children would love if I subscribed to Lego World, so. Okay. Once again, that was Ernest Hancock on Declare Your Independence. And I do talk to him every single week. So you can look into the Declare Your Independence archives for more of our previous conversations. But in that conversation, we were talking about these types of movements that come up online and how they seek details, sometimes very specific details from you about your very personal information and why it might not be a good idea to simply blindly volunteer that information, even if the people on the other end of that transaction are angels. Well, of course, they're not the only people who are going to be on the other end of that transaction because as we know, the very trunk lines of the internet itself are controlled, surveilled, uh, constantly monitored by the alphabet supers. Of course, I mean, just one example, of course, we all know about uh, Room 641 and and the NSA looking in at the trunk lines. And that was information that was coming out from Mark Klein and other whistleblowers 15 plus years ago now. So that's, that's very old news. Yes. And with the erection of the uh, the Salt Lake City Data Center and all of this, we know the NSA is snarfing up every single piece of electronic information that goes through the internet. So never assume that anything is secure. So the way that I look at this is like this. I call it salting your data. I realize salting is a particular term within the world of cryptography to uh, d- uh, data that uh, sort of extra input to data that's used to hash passwords, etc. Um, and in order to make it a little bit harder to crack. I am using it in the sense of putting in false or misleading information about yourself here and there in order to not simply just give away all of your valuable information about who you are, personally identifiable information. To the extent that it's possible, you should have an online persona that is different than your real-world persona and that has different details, including birthdate and everything else. And why use the same birthdate all the time? It's I, it's not always January 1st, 1907. Sometimes it's January 1st, 1932. <laughs> whatever. Whatever I'm feeling like that particular day. And it's not always January 1st. And it sh- I think that's probably a good way to proceed forward. Now, people who are interested in that story that Ernest Hancock mentioned at the very tail end of that clip there of our conversation, uh, he's related the story a few times in our conversations over the years that uh, a friend of his who, he was perplexed to find subscribes to Ferret Monthly Magazine? What? Like, well, you don't have a ferret? <laughs> like, of course, that's the point. It'll keep him confused. <laughs> well, of course, that was probably back in the day where people actually subscribed to physical magazines, but the, uh, the idea applies to also for online. Why not? Why not sign up for Lego World or what have you just to throw some monkey wrenches in into the uh, the works of anyone who is trying to pilfer your data or collect an online profile about you. Um, it's just basic operational security to not give away all your data and not to make it openly available. For example, in that conversation, we're talking about various sites where people might be giving personally identifiable information, like something like Freedom Cells, which I've talked about before, but as I say, I don't think Freedom Cells is the be-all and end-all and the only place that people should be going. But if you do choose to sign up at a place like Freedom Cells, as even... I believe, it was, was it Derek or John, um, perhaps both of them, have said, it, it will ask you for your location. Don't give your actual home address. You know, pick something, you know, a park down the street or something. Well, I would say pick something in your general regional area, maybe generally in your county or wherever you live, but certainly nothing that will be uh, close to where you live. And don't give any personally identifiable details about yourself unless and until such time as you know who is on the other end of that transaction. And even then, why not... Why not arrange that offline rather than online? Be careful about where you are giving your data. And as I say, that's that's just generally true. I mean, there are just criminals on the internet who are interested in that type of information, let alone, as I say, the bigger criminals, the uh, Alphabet Supers and others, who are increasingly going to be using personally identifiable information to find you and to question you. Suddenly, everyone who had a picture of themselves taken at the January 6th insurrection, that unforgettable moment in American history that will go down forever, is that, whew, that was such so close to a coup, it almost happened that the entire government was almost taken out in one swift blow. And so now everyone who happened to be in the area, everyone whose cell phone was pinging in at that particular time, gets all their information snarfed up, gets a knock on the door from the FBI. Why were you in Washington on that day? That sort of thing is actually starting to happen. And we are only at the beginning of this headlong plunge into COVID-1984 insanity and everything else that's coming in the coming years. So yeah, it might be a good idea to not necessarily be giving out your personal details and uh, to muddy up the waters with... Uh, with creative information about yourself that may or may not be true, stuffed in here and there. Um, Again, I think that's just generally speaking a good idea. Of course, specifically good for people who are working specifically in these areas that are where people are going to be targeted by governments, etc. in the future. Now, this might sound like just obvious, mundane, of course. What are you talking about? Everyone knows this, James, to people who have lived in particularly obviously and egregiously in-your-face tyrannical societies, um, Chinese or others who may be tuning in via VPN or what have you, but for people who have thought themselves to be living in free and open societies where, yeah, you can talk about these things and they'll just ignore you, well, there has been space for that in previous decades. I would not rely on that space to always exist. So salting data, putting in fake things, creating profiles, fake logins here and there and Just making sure that if someone was trying to assemble some sort of online persona of you, that they wouldn't necessarily have all the details and they might wish you a happy birthday on January 1st. (laughs) By all means. Yeah, 1907. Sure, why not? So all that being said, I know that Canadians of a certain age will remember Jean Chrétien's infamous remark about the uh, the pepper spray at the uh, the protest. Was it an APEC protest? Um, uh, where he said, "As for me, pepper, I put it on my plate." Ha ha ha. You may not remember that that was actually a response to a question asked by Nardwar, the human serviette. <laughs> oh Canada! <laughs> but echoing Jean Chrétien, I might say, "As for me, salt." I put it on my data. I hope you do too. Just a word to the wise. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.